everyone, and welcome to Movie Mandates. This is the show where my brother and I force each other to watch movies based on a monthly theme. I'm Kelly. And I'm Andrew. And this month's theme was Independence Day. Big indie. And I made, I mandated Andrew watch Igby Goes Down. But before we get down to what Igby's doing, I don't know. I tried, I tried, and I failed. Um, it is only fair that since I mandated that brother watch this movie, he gets to challenge me in a segment we call Trivial Trivia. Okay, I am ready. Okay, so Igby Goes Down features an all-star cast. For real, though. Of stars. All. All of them. Yes. Um, yes. Two of which are uh, Bill Pullman. And Jeff Goldblum. Yes. So, can you name two other movies that star both Bill Pullman and Jeff Goldblum? Weren't there two Independence Days? Shoot. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's Independence Day and Independence Day 2. I, Was, that, is that there one... another one? No, not as far oh. as I could tell. I actually went through IMDb and you know cross-reference. I didn't see another one that they had in common. So but funny. but I thought about that. I'm like, oh, hey, they're in Independence Day. I'm like, I wonder if they're in no any more. Well, together. Independence Day 2. Not in this, not in Igby Goes Down. Yeah, uh, that's what I meant. Uh, but I was thinking, this is either going to be when she gets right away or she's going to think of Independence Day and just really be stretching for another one because nobody remembers that there's a sequel to Independence Day. In fact, That's you why just I asked, questioned like, it. Isn't there one? <laughs> I'm like, I've never seen it, so I feel like who? Someone's not in it, though. Like someone, uh, Will Smith, I think. Maybe that's okay. That would yeah. Sense. I I think everyone is in it except Will Smith. Okay. I don't okay. know if they killed the character off or or, or what, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's not in it. I think yeah. it's son is or something oh perhaps yeah he and um who played his wife in that movie was it the, vivica the fox? fox yeah yeah their kid because uh, they had like an eight-year-old son in the movie and yeah barky the dog or something um turbo i uh, you could say the and dog. I'd be like, sure. uh, she's in the tunnel the fire scan and she yells at him to come into the tunnel and oh boomer I, I don't know Okay, boomer. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, uh, but I wonder if the dog is in it. But uh, th that young boy, I think, is uh, you know twenty years later or whatever is. Uh, well, then the dog's probably not in it. Yeah, probably the <laughs> the, the, uh, the the dog may have passed <laughs> away. Probably mm. not due to alien explosion fires, but uh, or yeah. hopefully not. Hopefully peacefully and whatnot. But yeah, not not as uh, unpeace peaceful fully as uh, Susan Sarandon went and uh Abby goes down. What an opening, huh? What a that, transition. Huh? That that is uh, not how I expected a movie to open. So I watched the opening scene. Um well I, I watched the whole movie too, by the way. Yes, I, um, I watched all the <laughs> scenes um subsequent to the opening scene, yes. And I I think I was slack jawed the whole time. Cause I'm like First off, Susan Sarandon's in a bed and she's making the most horrible wheezing noises of 
like smoker's lung or tennis elbow lung or whatever they were talking about in the first. And it's snoring and wheezing all at the same time. And then she abruptly stops and they put a plastic bag over her head and she goes, <gasps> and then it goes to, you know, opening credits. So that's the same. And I'm just like, what am I watching? What am I, what is happening? And like, even her breathing, I knew I was like, oh God, something. And they're just sitting there looking at her and having some weird stilted conversation. And I, that's how I well, started the movie. They mentioned that they, they poisoned her. Yeah. But well, yes, but just the whole way that they talk about <laughs> things. And I was also went down the hole of like, does Ryan Felipe only get cast as like rich, obnoxious, like no but it, it is it is a type he plays i was i think i was zoomed in on that for a moment i was like oh like i've seen you do this dude well i do it well isn't he but... uh isn't he play the similar the character in the the dangerously is on yeah remake? cruel intentions cruel it's, intentions it's, thank you exact it's so i it was exactly the john the malkovich character. part <laughs> yes I don't know that I've seen Cruel Intentions. <laughs> I, I've seen Dangerous Liaisons, but I, I don't know if I saw the remake. And then they remade Cruel Intentions. There was a Cruel Inten they? Intentions 2. Cruel-er Intentions? Perhaps. Okay, so... Um, yeah, so that's the opening of the movie. Yes, and, and I want to point out that while one may watch this opening scene of two boys, um, you know, one 17 and the other young 20s, yeah. uh, watching their mother gasp her last breaths after they've poisoned her, then get impatient and suffocate her with a plastic bag, you might be thinking, what am I supposed to be as a viewer, as an audience member, what am I supposed to be uh, feeling here? What What's the tone? Well, the film score is there to help you. And the film score is working very, very hard to make sure that you know that this instance of matricide is quirky and fun. So feel free to laugh. It's silly and hokey and goofy and fun. We're here to have a good old time. Bouncy, bouncy, boinky, boinky, doobly, dooby, dooby, so, doo. That's what the score is doing. And it's working overtime going like, guys, I, I know this is dark, but, but this is a comedy. Dark comedy, sure, but have fun with this, okay? So, okay, score, I'll take your word for it. I think that you're right. And that's probably why I just was slack shot him. Cause I was like, what am I experiencing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's a lot going on in this moment. So. Yes. Okay. So then we fast forward and yet rewind all at the same time, because then they go back in time to show who these people are. And yes. And so he's his younger brother. I want to talk about that. Not about Rory Culkin. So they mm -hmm. um so they do do a flashback and they do So uh, for the, for those few. who aren't aware of the casting uh, how is his name pronounced? Is it Kieran? 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 Kieran, Kieran Culkin. I don't think it's Kieran. I just think it's Kieran. Kieran. Yeah, Kieran Culkin plays Igby. uh uh current day Igby and they do a flashback to when he's like 10 years old or something and and that's uh that's Rory Culkin. 
Yeah. So. And so they do have um flashback Ryan Felipe. Although I had to ch- I had to check the, the kid who plays the younger Ryan Felipe is not a Felipe. So no, <laughs> I don't remember they, who it is. But. So this is my this was the point I was trying to make. And it's just I understand why they do it in movies, but the fact that like 10 years ago he had the exact same douchebag haircut or like they always have like when they do flashbacks and again i understand the wow you haven't changed your style in 10 years you're supposed to (laughs) so the audience recognizes you it is for the audience but it for me i'm always like put out by it i'm like come on my hair is very different it wasn't purple when i was 17 it may have been i had a lot of hair colors at 17 okay so where do we go from here There's a school. Family. Well, not in order. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We're, we're still in the flashback. Yeah. Well, no, I don't even want to go in order. Tr- truly. I just meant. Neither please. is the movie. That's the thing. <laughs> but the whole movie is vignettes, basically. Yes. Of life. Mm-hmm. Of the the core um, family, which is Ryan Felipe, Susan Sarandon, and Kieran Culkin. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, the, the movie current day yes takes place over the course of the summer right the summer plus because he leaves his summer job with dh so it's but it's not i had a really difficult time figuring out how much time was back because there there would be like between scenes you're like oh i guess it's like a month later Uh, okay (laughs) yeah it has to be because there's a part the movie feels like Christmas it took place too. over like maybe two or three years, but I I think it's I think it's like six months like, to a year. I'm eighteen. Year. I'm almost eighteen. Okay, he's seventeen, but he seems to did he ever become eighteen at some point? How how almost seventeen was he? What's the time frame? I have to say six months. Okay. Yeah. Because they always talk about going back to school in the spring semester. Mm. So he had a summer right. with DH. And then from that summer, he escaped and went to the random, you know, girl artist loft. And which then is he's owned by DH, but which is owned good by place to hide. <laughs> So you're, you're really you're, thinking that one through. Yeah, you're you're going to work for your uh, godfather uh, for the summer. He's like, I don't want to. I will run away and I will hide in, in a property that one of his he copies. owns that he'll probably show up at at some point, I would think, being that he is he told He is told that DH needs to be able to come and go freely and needs right. to not know you're here. Yeah. Which, how on earth are you supposed to ever keep that up that's dumb but anyways so so the summer's over he goes to her but they always talk about because he skipped the fall semester of school and then there the whole end of the movie is her trying to set him up to go back to school in the spring which would be like what the january the next semester so i would think it's somewhere between but he ends up taking his ged so yeah Right, but they still. She's like, "No, you're gonna go back." He's like, "I don't need to go back." But so I, I think, yeah, it's, it's just half a year. So he must be a spring baby. 
because I don't think he turned 18. So I think that when he said almost or nearly 17 or nearly 18, he must have been lying. Mm. Like he does throughout the whole Gostar movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, apparently that's what his name is derived from. And I, I don't know if that was made up for the film or if that was just an actual character, but essentially it's Igby is a play on a fictional character who like Iggy Digby. or something. No, Dig Digby. Digby. Digby in that he just could they he just, just couldn't get the, the name right. Yeah. Um, but apparently there was this fictional character, Digby, who's you know, their character trait is they're a liar, and young Jeremy Justin Jason. Jason, thank you. Um uh is was such a little just lied about everything, so they called him Igby, the misstated name of a liar character. And I'm like, what am I what a terrible story. Yeah. Like when you learn that story, it's like, oh. Hmm. So you thought it was cute that he was such a liar that you gave like I don't know that they thought it was actually cute. I think everyone found it annoying. But, yes, um, but and then he but he owned Igby. He introduced himself as such. So okay, let me. So let's not, talk about the movie. Let me not bury the lead here. I don't like this movie at all. Yeah, do you? It know? took me two days to watch it. I'm I'm glad I started it on Tuesday because after about an hour, I said, "Nope." No, I'm 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 gonna finish it tomorrow. I don't I don't want to watch any more of this. Um I gave up on the movie just like the editor and whoever wrote the score did. Remember how I was talking about the the the, the earnestness the of the score in the beginning earnestly yeah. to, to talk to communicate the tone of the film? Yeah. The score gives up on the movie about 20 minutes in. There's almost no score to this movie. There's occasionally like ambient piano, but even that feels like it was it gives up because it, it there's no transition between scenes. It's just like fades off, much like the editing. There's there's very little transitions here. It, it feels like yeah, it, it to me it feels like that both the score and the editing gave up on the movie. <laughs> you know 20 30 minutes in uh the reason i don't like this movie is because i don't like any of the characters in the movie they, they are, are not likable they're awful all people. terrible people yeah so real quick nothing okay. wrong with the performances i want to be clear no actually wonderful performances uh all around really but um wait if you ever need anyone to cry in your movie just hire Claire Danes. She's sure. the best crier. She cried in um, what's the Christian Bale movie? Little Women. I love how mm. it's Little Women, and I said, "What is the Christian Bale movie?" Well, because he kisses Winona Ryder in that movie, and then there's the string of spit. Um, Ew. she cried in that movie, and it was like ugly but perfect. And she, then she, she cried does. In this she, movie. she she gives good lip quiver. Yes, yes, she does. So I agree with you and disagree with you on this movie. So mm -hmm. here's the thing about the movie. I didn't enjoy watching it. I made okay. it in one sit. I didn't like anyone. And it made me really 
angry because everyone seemed to be a bad person. Like there was, but at the same time, you're supposed to, if everyone's a bad person, then you're not supposed to be rooting. You're just supposed to be observing, I guess. I I, I guess it's, I, I, I think, well, because of the score in the first, you know, 20 minutes of the movie, it's supposed to be funny. You're, I think it's supposed to be like a reality show. You're just supposed to look at these awful, stupid people and laugh at them because they're awful and stupid. Um, I think if if you're going to do that, though, you have to. It has to be really heightened and more than it is. There's a there are a couple moments of this movie that actually made me laugh. There's a scene near the beginning where Igby and someone are in a park. And in the background are two women playing hockey and just beating the shit out of each other. And the scene comes to through fruition, though, because then they leave the park and it pans over to the girls. And they're like, still, still rolling around on the ground, beating each other. With I'm like, is, that's gr- that's yeah. funny. And then there's a scene where Susan, is her name Sarandon or Sarandon? I've never known. Well, at least her name is Susan. But uh, where uh, Susan... Think, hold on, because... It's Sarandon. It has to be because it's Chris Sarandon, not okay. Chris Sarandon. It's Chris Sarandon. So okay. Susan Sarandon. Okay. So Susan Sarandon. She's uh, she has a scene where she's complaining to someone off camera, and the camera pulls back, and she's literally sitting on the maid's face. I'm like, okay, that was unexpected. That's the type of just weird out there humor that 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 could engage me with the movie. Right. Um, I enjoyed uh, 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 Rachel, Amanda Pete's character. Amanda Pete. Rachel, um, yes. Uh, when he's at the uh, the, the, the party um, that Claire Danes is also in. Suki. Suki. That's, okay. Yeah. I'm actually remembering the names. It's amazing. I know. Um, uh, where she's catering at. Yeah. Um, and uh, Rachel is a, using his uh wine or, or champagne glass as an ashtray just just yeah. and he either doesn't notice or doesn't care i'm like he's good he's, he's good or forgets halfway or forget through because he goes just because he's holding it and because he's holding, holding something it, like this you're gonna drink and the it. end of his speech is to you dh because you're you know a hypocritically whatever yeah moral <laughs> so so, so here's my three take- things that's not, a not lot, enough though. yeah um oh the 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 bit where uh uh ryan felipe drops his celery stick in the was it bloody mary or something yes. where he drops it on the floor that was well staged that had a nice comedic beat to it yeah uh, yeah that ice cream I- sundae looked really good yeah. I could have gone for one of those. I actually, each time I was like, mm. I <laughs> thought she, pardon me. I thought she was great. I, again, I, everyone did great. Blair Danes? Yes. I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Let me just, just use a pronoun and not tell you who. I thought Claire Danes did amazing mm-hmm. in that yeah. role. And I think everyone did. But I don't understand how, because no one was fleshed out in the movie. Yeah. Like, everything happened weirdly so like I, I i don't get her character at all i don't get anyone's character well her character yeah too but um like rachel's character even i liked her but i don't think that i realized what a junkie she was at the beginning 
No, I, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't get it know either she was until a junkie. later. And then all of a sudden she like and then when she goes to meet up with DH again and she's like putting makeup on her arm to cover. I was like, those are those are tracks like those, she's so when did that happen? he invited did that... her to to lunch to walk out on her. Is that what was going on? No, I think he what invited her to move. lunch to be like, I think, like to try to make it work. But then he saw her and all he could see was Igby. Oh, and really? So I do it. My, my read. That was, was my that, interpretation. My, my read was it was just a pure power play. He literally made reservations at a at a lunch place and mm. invited her just so he could stand up and walk out on her. That was that was I my don't mind that interpretation either. It's totally in character for him. It seems like something he'd do. It, like the dickish, <laughs> the most dickish thing he could possibly do. I That's mean, that is that is a dick move, and that maybe that's why my mind. I, yeah, because I thought yeah. maybe he was trying, and he was like, "No, I can't." Is the last time we but, see Amanda Pete wow. collapsed in the shower? Well, Big yeah. B's trying to pee. That's the last we see of that character, right? Yeah. And like she goes down because even yeah, Well, she, hope she she's just... okay. Cause the movie don't care. Yeah, no. She everyone is just periphery. So the thing about the movie for me, I took it, I didn't take it so much as the comedy or the dark comedy that you did. Not that I thought that it was like um a big dramatic piece i mm. thought it was more like highlighting the true ignorance of youth and like because i hated 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 some of the choices he made and then i keep and then every now and then i'd stop and i'd think and i'm like i remember at 17 thinking there's nothing i don't know like i do recall that feeling. Mm. like there's you there's nothing you could possibly tell me. And I remember, you know, adults or parents or whoever saying uh, things like, you know, you know, it's experience and, you, you know, you'll understand it when you experience it, like things that you can't possibly understand or however they uh, said it. And I'm not being very eloquent at the moment. And you think to yourself, that makes no sense. I, I understand love. I had like, whatever it is. You think you freaking know everything and you are dumb as rocks and you know nothing. Mm -hmm. And it's not until you're older that you go, Oh, I was dumb as rocks. And I look at this as Igby was um, his mother, Mimi. So Susan Saranda's character is Mimi. Was his mother a great mother? No, she was absolutely terrible. And his father. She's, what? she's like um, the least terrible of all the people. I mean, at least she's just not, she's not aggressively awful. Except when she sits on the maid's face. Except when she sits on the maid's face to yell at her. Which she's the comes most, out of nowhere. And, and I know that this is a, she's, she's kind of the most realistic. That's how, like those, in at least in movies. I didn't have a mother like that, but like at least in movies, you think of that perfectionist overbearing mother who nothing is ever good enough for and you know she plays that she plays it well and so i guess for me like there's nothing new there with her being a terrible person but she is a yeah. terrible mother <laughs> um and so but igby the entire movie is just about him you know running away from any sort of responsibility 
And then he ends up going to California. And I'm like, or possibly thank God Florida. you're wealthy because there's absolutely no way that this would have worked with it. But then he's needs all these jobs all the time. So for me, you remember the movie Colossal? Well, right, it, because he's he's doesn't have any of his money. He he just mooches off people. Yeah, he doesn't have any of his money, but until his mother dies, mm-hmm. then I'm because she writes him a check. Mm, I yeah, uh, which and was it's, awkward. Yeah, in, I'm like, isn't that done just like with the will reading and I like everything's Don't know that that's out? how it works, but yeah. I don't know. I you know there was something matter. about um, his father not um, having any. anything. Yeah, but his father, uh, Bill Pullman, is is committed. And she says at the end of the movie that D.H. is actually his dad, which I don't know if that's true or not. Well, so <clears throat> that was the other thing that I, so for me, like the the whole like rebellion of the youth and I know everything in, in his character. He also, I think that watching his father go down the whole of like depression and mental illness. And I think it schizophrenia. Didn't they say that that's mm-hmm. what it was? You know, and he he kind of puts himself in a mental place to become that person. And then when he re- realizes that it was DH, it's like, Oh, like, I think he thought he was just going to have to follow his dad's footsteps because he's also the second son and named after his not a father, by the way. Don't know if anyone caught that. No. <laughs> yeah. His, he's Jason jr. And oh, Oliver's uh, the oldest son. That's right. And he's not uh. even his son. I so when she said it at the end she's like she's like did you know DH is your father and he's like no and she goes oh well then I'm glad I told you I thought to myself that's so of course he is like yes now makes sense in a different movie that would be hilarious that that kind of this deathbed confit but before you poison it did you know that uh, DH is actually your dad no well glad I told you glad I told you before I told that 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 could have been really funny but but by especially by that especially time, especially at the this movie, point, I'm like, you're I'm just like, done with this no movie. one's. Oh, and and I am because and it was it was a frustrating watch, but I like it now in the same way that I, I like, like it now that it's over. <laughs> in that now that it's over, I can pick out all the terrible things and just view it for the feeling that it gives you, that feeling of like, gosh. We were all stupid. We all thought we knew and we don't even know anything. And hopefully all of these assholes in this movie grow out of whatever asshole phase they're in. But also I was thinking about it because this came out in 2002, did we? Yeah, sounds sounds right. And so pardon me, I was in college still in 2002. Mm -hmm. I was what 21 that year. And that's how old I am, guys. <laughs> so, anyways, I was 21 that year. And Don't let our youthful looks deceive right. you. We're Absolutely. in our 40s. <laughs> um, and I knew everything. You know, I and I'm no, what I was saying is like at that time I was 21, and I wish I'm actually kind of happy I didn't see this. Because I don't think I would have appreciated or I would have probably appreciated it for the wrong reasons. Like in mm. my youth, thinking that I knew everything, I would see this and be so 
oh, Igby, you're so right. You are so under like I in like mm. I I'm glad I don't side with Igby. Like that I'm watching it as an adult and and realizing it, I think the way it was made. You, you see, I I could get behind a character, <clears throat> a young character who um either or some combo of the following uh has a really rough childhood with a father who is schizophrenic and is committed with a mother who is a pain who an older brother who doesn't like him and is a pain and uh, growing up in a world where everyone sucks you know i can understand uh you know i can get on board with a character who because of their the environment they grew up in they've learned that they can only rely on themselves so the way that they navigate the world and the way that they act is based on uh, is entirely self-preservation yeah. and mm -hmm. they treat okay. every interaction is treated like i need to do what i can to survive because i can't trust anyone but, but myself um i i and also uh young characters either and a character who is young and thinks they know everything but right. they don't i don't have a problem with that you can do good stuff with that where i have a problem with igby is um while he did ha he does come from that uh and comports himself in a self preservation way based on his the environment of his upbringing he's also just a genuinely awful person he's also he, literally an outward he, asshole yes like an, yes he, he's he's full out he's, yeah. he's not just self-centered he, he doesn't just fail to look beyond himself he is outwardly cruel to yeah. those around him and he doesn't you know have a monopoly on that uh, everyone in this movie is just kind of shitty to everybody um, but th that's the reason why I just couldn't get behind any of the characters in this film because they're all just at heart terrible people. <laughs> I mean, yeah. th there's just nothing for me to grab on there, grab like, onto from, there. I was so the scene that upset me the most, and I'm sure you probably the one with um Claire Danes and um, and in the cab and then into the yeah. Yes, I, I, I was, if I had notes, that would be on my notes to bring up because I'm like, I. OK, so let me set the scene. This. I know that we haven't done a lot of uh, scene setting. <laughs> We've just done a lot of complaint, which is fine. We're just kind of jumping around like the movie does. Because the movie jumps around. And again, I experience the movie now as just a feeling. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, How um, you described it as a series of vignettes is correct. There will yeah. be a scene and then it gets bored and just kind of peters off or stops and then it starts a new scene which could be like a month later yeah and like it's it's as if it starts in the middle of a scene Sometimes, as well like yeah. when it gets when it gets to it you think oh they're already into whatever the so um <clears throat> pardon me so claire danes and uh so igby and suki mm -hmm. good combo have become friends, friends with benefits, you mm -hmm. know, combo. Great. They're sleeping uh, in that artist loft and big brother, uh, Oliver, Ryan Felipe, uh, comes in and basically wakes them, <laughs> wakes them up from post-coital sleeping. 
Mm-hmm. She goes, gets dressed, and then he's like, oh, hey, I'll give you, you know, let's share a cab to wherever. And I, I was so In a very sleazy, in a very, overtly very, sleazy way. Very, you know exactly what he's already trying to do. And in my head, she doesn't even give in at that moment. She's very much kind of like, no, it's no big, you know, no thanks. And he talks her into it. So she mm-hmm. feels, so you're entering the scene, like, he's going to make a move on her. But you're also entering the scene like good for and her. And he's going he's to feeling... do it. Yeah. And he's going to do it specifically. Despite his He's brother. going to treat her as an object that he can take away from his brother just because he can. Exactly. Which made me hate him in that yeah. scene. Because yeah. before he was just an he was just an older brother, like a privileged older brother. There's really nothing wrong with him. He was just a character. But once he did this, you're like, oh, you're just a rotten ass clown. But they just directed it so poorly because she seems to be creeped out by it. Like when they're in, she doesn't seem to be into it. She seems to be kind of like, oh, God, he's really. He's reaching across and futzing with her hair and pulling on her shirt and and stuff. And she's she's she's. Uh, cringing. She's she's pulling away from him and looking really uncomfortable. And then he invites himself in, and she's like, "I mean, you know, if you just need to, because he bullshits about, oh, I oh, lost I my lost keys my or something, and no, I'll just oh keys, stand, right? It's not fun. I'll just stand out here in the rain forever." She's like, "Would you like to come in and use the phone?" So so he comes, and then in it cuts and, to them already having cocktails. Yeah, and, and then he's you know, hovering over her and standing like right next to her and, you know, right up all in her personal space. And the way Claire Danes is playing it, which I don't falter because I'm sure whoever directed this uh, told her to do it. Right. And she's playing it like, yes, dude, like, like she's really uncomfortable, but and again, so I it... was so happy at this time. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, he better, you better punch him in the face girl you're good oh and i was like with her yes and then he goes in for a kiss and she's like into it yep and when she's talking to igby later she's like yeah i mean he's he's close to my age and we get along i'm like i mean fine Maybe he's just really incredible kisser. I, I don't know. I think they did more than kiss, but like. Well, I mean, once he once once he laid lips on her, she's like, "Oh, well, I was <laughs> uncomfortable before, but <laughs> now I get it. Now I know." Smarm up, boy! Like, oh, it was so gross. Yeah. But yeah, so that that turned me off of both characters because until yeah. then she was not good or bad. Again, just useless. You know, again, just young and and dumb and i'm just like whatever i can i can write that off but then she became again like and like everyone outwardly dickish yeah and i i think that this is just weird writing i i yeah i i, I don't know if they were going I, I don't know what they were going for there but it's weird and creepy and i didn't like it i think there were a few times that i mean was it supposed it did, to be seductive I, and sexy was she supposed to be, you know, was that supposed to be read as coy or, or, or demure? Because that's no. not how it came off to me. <laughs> or me. 
and like at all i was like like he it's it wasn't sex there was nothing about it that was sexy there was nothing and it was so overt it was uncomfortable that's the thing is if you're uncomfortable watching it Mm-mm. it ain't sexy <laughs> you shouldn't be uncomfortable watching something sexy unless you've got a very particular fetish okay sure 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 or you're watching something as particularly not your fetish no mm-hmm. um i guess that's true too but it yeah it, it it was it was upsetting and it was like right kind of in the middle of the movie too so it was poorly placed that you're just like now i can't enjoy anybody's personality <laughs> like so but yeah it'd be just go and then i don't understand amanda pete's character's arc uh, rachel in when she uh sleeps with igby like first off she's older anyways like you think that like you know claire danes is like oh we're not the same age amanda pete's you know up there and full-on accosts him when he's sleeping and uh, i'm like he, that uh, he, seems out of character he he's there and he's like oh well we're doing this now okay <laughs> it reminds me of um uh girl with the dragon tattoo the movie well one of them anyway uh i was gonna say unfortunately i've only seen the uh the american oh well okay the the other one i mean probably does in this one too but uh i i think i watched it before they they made an american version so i watched girl with the dragon tattoo and Mm -hmm. uh what's that character's name charlotte or something um i don't remember but um it's something that isn't american yeah but uh she and an older dude are like teaming up to take down some other person it's been years i don't remember but uh at at some point in the movie she she just walks into his bedroom just whips off her shirt and climbs on top of him I'm yes like, yes 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 what where's yes. this coming from what Wh- why did, what? Didn't we just watch a movie? What Jupiter ascending? Jupiter that like ascending. it was the the coming so overt and uncomfortable with man women these days. I t- uh, it just it just all trying to jump your bones. Gotta and we're, we're liberating gotta, ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> liberate yourself somewhere else. You're scaring me. <laughs> Don't assert oh your sexuality at me, young woman. It's emasculating. And I don't like it. <laughs> Can we talk about my other favorite scene, please? Okay, hold on. From, this is nothing new than Igby down under. Igby yes, down under. Igby, Igby goes down. down. So, Does he? Well, I... Maybe. So, let's, so Igby goes down. There is a moment in near the beginning of the movie, just so you know, that Igby is at military school and he's a new recruit and they put they do a hazing rich you know thing they put um a sleeping bag or whatever over his head and then hit him with brooms now here's mm. the thing by the way oh and then he falls and they go igby goes down and it's always fun when you get to say the name of the movie in the movie but here's the thing this is not the scene oh, i God. wanted to talk about but since you made fun of the name i was going to talk about this now when you envision what i just explained boy the potato sack over him 
the kids around him hitting him with broom handles. Mm -hmm. My guess is that you envisioned hitting like a baseball bat, you know, against him broadside, like you're swinging a bat. No, they were using them like, like fire pokers basically. And like hitting him that way. And I'm like, who does who that hurts you? Yeah, they, you could they get a splinter. Poking him. You they were like basically poking at first yeah, they off. Smacking him. They were no, they were poking. They were, like I said, like a fire poker. They were poking him. And I'm just like, first off, holy shit, ouch. Pardon my language. But holy crap, ouch. And then also, no one does that. Like maybe one of them would have been like, oh, we're not doing it this way. Ooh, oops. And then, but like anyways that got me now here's my favorite scene so we've talked about a lot of the characters in the movie uh another character in the movie is the uh best Rooney, Mara, Russell. Rooney Mara played it's Lizbeth yeah. Salander Lizbeth Salander Sa- that's Rooney Salander. Mara played her in yeah. the American version because Numi Rapace played her in the... Uh, I know, I know, I know. So Numi here's the thing. And Rooney. <laughs> I knew you were looking something up, but I didn't know what you were looking up because I could see your face. I'm like, he's he's yeah. investigating something. Lizbeth Salander, that, that's her name. I lo- you were on it. You're like, I need to know. <laughs> Kelly was of no help. So there's an, we've talked about a lot of characters. We've talked about Igby. We've talked about, uh, or the peripheral characters. I mean, Claire Dane, mm-hmm. Suki, Ryan Felipe. So there's another peripheral character uh, named Russell. And yeah. Russell is an artist friend of Rachel, played by Amanda Peet. And he I is someone... Think he's just a drug dealer? I mean, I, I think, I think the artist thing is a bullshit. Yeah. I think, yes, he yeah. is a drug dealer. <laughs> and... Um, Which, like, I think is supposed to be a joke. I think... I, I Again, yeah. I I was like, every time I laughed, I, like, like you said at the end when she delivered oh dh is your father you're just like that's i like it nothing else was low enough to make that burning or nothing the tonal bad tone russell's the drug dealer every now and then igby has to stay with russell like it's just another one of those places that crash and he acts as a runner for oh drugs. the the uh the the bit over the um the lucky intercom charms? no not with the lucky charms oh. but but when he's trying to give the password he's i know like, a girl from i know montana. a girl from montana or Ipanema or whatever it's like what there's some guy saying that he knows um a girl from montana it's like oh the, the drugs, drugs. <laughs> it's like okay that was pretty funny because he's standing out in the lobby with some other woman some old getting woman her getting her mail from mail. The mail cubby she turns around he's like so um, that was funny. I enjoyed that. Yes. So so he crashes at at that house from time to time. So one of the vignettes is a uh, a drag queen. Oh, the lucky transfade. Yeah. Igby up from sleep. Mm-hmm. I want to be very clear. Igby is on a mattress in the middle of a room, which I get because he's just crashing, but he's sleeping. All the lights are off because you see the light from the refrigerator and this drag queen wakes him up and is like, where's my lucky charms, whatever, 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 and gets all angry and then storms but up. But not down. in an Irish accent. <laughs> Who stole me lucky charms? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh. Not that kind of comedy. 
Smash it, smash and dress though. That that silver she dress. She was beautiful. Absolutely. She looked great. And you know, she deserved her lucky. And chance. then she walked and, right out of the movie. And and we'll never know where they went or what happened to them or her. Yeah. So she walks right out of the movie, but here's the part that is interesting. The camera then pans back to just woken up Igby and then pans out. And in that room, sitting in a chair, looking out the window with his smoking back to the Higby, tiniest cigarette, like smoking a mm-hmm. that he's got like he's <laughs> like a hmm? that was a joint and a roach clip, my friend. He was smoking a joint and holding it with a roach clip. Okay. Ding. Okay. So. Uh, so so that was not a visual gag. That that was just a bit of drug paraphernalia that I'm ignorant of. Correct. Oh, okay. I I thought it was a I th- I thought it was. It was a turkey. A turkey. It because uh, uh, he's got like clamps or it something. It is a clamp. Like, it's like a little clamp. Like you know the like clamps, a medical clamp. The medical clamps. Yes, you know exactly the <laughs> it's, clamps. Hey, I'm like the, he's, but when he's smoking a tiny a, cigarette. But when there's silly. a joint in it, it's called a roach clamp. Okay. I um, learned something new today. See, I'm 43, you- and I I have yet to learn everything. I just learned you were 43. <laughs> like what? When we talked last week? Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't learn. I just was remember. Well, I mean, I guess I, I'm, I'm not 43 and, until your birthday present gets here. <laughs> there you go. You have another couple months. The point is. Or it should have it by the time this episode airs, at least. So Russell is sitting smoking in that chair with his back to Igby. So Igby has been sleeping the whole time. Russell's been just smoking a joint in the chair the whole time. That's odd enough to be just whatever. But then Russell in this same scene says to Igby, your brother came by and he wanted me to give you this and this is for you. As if he initiated the conversation. But like, were you going to ever wake Igby up? Were you going to tell him in the morning, but since Igby, well, like it just. Did he come the, by while you were laying there yeah, asleep? When and was he, this like, conversation? So you've had this information this whole time and you sitting in the room waiting for Igby. Like, was that really it? But that doesn't seem like your style. Like it was so, I'm like, when, when is that drag queen with lucky charms an opening for this scene? Did she ever get her lucky charm? In the middle of the night. I'm more invested in her breakfast yeah, than anything very, else. I, I, I was just, I wasn't, I was like, and then. Because that's a relatable motivation. Who the hell ate all my lucky charms? Well, you know, I used to. Box back in the pantry. I'll kill you. And this is real. That's why, that's why it's a joke is because my ex used to put the empty Cheerios boxes back in. <laughs> There's like three individual and... Cheerios at the bottom of the box. And I would be late on buying groceries because I don't eat Cheerios. And I open UC boxes and I'm like, great. Hey, how come you didn't buy more Cheerios? Because there's a box there's in the pantry. Bo- no, no, no. There's, oh, there's always backup box. Always get backup box because of late night snacks. There's boxes in the pantry. Oh, no, they're empty. Well, then why are they in the pantry? Because some asshole, because this is how it, because ha- in order to know that, he would have had to open the pantry, take out the box of cereal. See that it's empty. Then put, put the box back. of cereal back in the pantry. And close it, though, and because close... I would have noticed if oh, it was sitting open, I'd have yeah. been like, oh, I should close this. And then when I took it so down, I'd be like... take the box of cereal out, open the top, open the bag, oh, nothing in there, 
close the bag, roll it up, close the cardboard top, put it back in there, close the pantry door. It's like, well, why didn't you? There are so more? many times you could have chosen another path in this scenario. <laughs> so, anyways, so yeah, just so these scenes that we're telling you they, from the beginning to end, there seems to be like no correlation. It's as if, um, you know, those improv games where you're um, a machine or um, you, you one person goes in and starts making a movement and the next person goes in and starts making another movement oh, and yeah. or making a sound. And so you all make the kind of big whatever. It's like, that's kind of what it that is. Interpretive dance thespian. Uh, yeah, but it's like after warm up thing. That yeah, but and so it's like, but after so long, like the front people just kind of like go away in this movie. I mean, so it's like it seems like a different crew of people or like different minds were doing each scene. Like it had, like it's as if mm. it just it, like every scene from the first thing to the end. It somehow got there through this weird thing, but like how this ended up there, it's like the game of telephone. You know, you say elephant and then it comes out cat tower. Yeah. Um, performed well. Beautiful. But the, uh, yeah, but the, what I think is supposed to be an emotional gut punch where because we start the movie we, we know that the kids kill their mom okay um well assisted suicide she has cancer she's dying um they force feed her a bunch of poisoned yogurt or something yes <clears throat> and, and apparently the strawberry which that yogurt, was which funny too she doesn't like I'm like okay yeah uh, and so uh she passes away and or, or we know that we, that's how we start the movie. We know the killer. Then we yes. spend the entire of him being this aloof, uncaring jackass who's yes. who doesn't care about anyone but himself and is outwardly cruel to others. And then we we get back to where the beginning of the movie, where we start at the beginning of the movie, where they poison their They're mom, the bedside table passes away, yeah. and he breaks down and hugs her corpse in the first genuine, well, one of the first major displays of emotion that he ever has and i think that's supposed to be an emotional gut punch and it for me it just landed com performed well lands performed completely flat yeah. yeah yeah but at this point i'm like it was because uh, you're like whatever dude because he and the thing that got me because he goes and it i felt it again i and i didn't like well or anything but i felt it i was like because the first words out of his mouth is I'm sorry. And the thing that he said to her before she died is I'm never going to apologize, mm. you know, or whatever. And then like the first thing he says is he's sorry. And I'm just like, he's going to have now have to live with that for the rest of his life. And that sucks. Like I was just kind of like, Hmm, that. Uh, Susan Sarandon uh, asking for a, uh, a baby refill on her champagne or wine or whatever the hell she's drinking and then he puts it in her glass bigger and she's baby. A bigger baby <laughs> fills it up to the top that was pretty funny too she, and like i guess i i might change my I, you were onto something i guess at the beginning when we started talking about this that she really is kind of the best of the characters all of the it's, all of the comedic stuff does come from her not that that's what makes her but like I, I mean, it's hard to say we don't know enough about her from her early years. Right. It could easily, I mean, 
I could easily read her as she's been she's recognized the shit hand she's been dealt and she's just I I don't care anymore. I'm just going to drink my wine and pop say, my pills and enjoy what time too. I have left. She's, yeah, she's um, a bit of a she she just doesn't seem to care. I, unlike other characters, she's not outwardly cruel. She just doesn't really care. Yeah. Um and it could possibly be my husband's schizophrenic and is committed. I, I'm batting zero on both of my children. <laughs> um, uh, everyone else in the movie's terrible. So I have cancer and I'm going to die. So you know what? Screw yeah. it. I'm I'm just gonna. I, I don't care about these stupid kids. I don't. You know, I've got enough money to just enjoy what time I have left. And or maybe she's yeah. always been an ass and deserves everything she has. <laughs> it's really hard to say, but. That, that is true, because when we meet her, so the first introduction to the family is the is a flashback, and they're at dinner, well, after the movie, but that's, um, mm-hmm. but like, so they're at dinner, the four of them, young uh, Oliver and Le- young Igby, and she's, ter- she's not very nice, very passive aggressive between her and Bill yeah. Coleman, her and her and uh, <clears throat> her husband, just truly... But he's already out yeah. of like they've already said like he is out of work. He's kind of depressed. I don't think they know like the schizophrenia or anything yet. But like he is out of work and he is his hygiene is going down. So I you know she could be she in could, any process of yeah. I mean she's not being role. nice, but she yeah. could be justified in her anger yeah. which comes out as you know passive aggressive as you said so very interesting it's a psychological study movie i don't think it's an enjoyable movie no. i think it is a just thinking uh, yeah are you friends with anyone in the cast watch the movie there <laughs> you know you'll tell en- them they did great because they all yeah, did they did yeah my gosh that's it's a thing all right well, and and it's only uh, yeah, it's a hundred minutes, I think, a little under, maybe ninety eight minutes, something like that. Says, says the guy says who the guy had who, to take two days. To yeah, watch. yeah. Well, I I watched about an hour, and then like I I I don't got another forty minutes left in me. I'm, I'm you know, I'm gonna do something else. <laughs> do something happier. That I watched. I watched. So um, what I watch? I watched uh, Magic. That uh, old. Uh, that uh, were uh, Anthony Hopkins, late seventies Anthony Hopkins. Uh, I, think I know it. Uh, oh God, what's her name? Dan Margaret, I think so. Um, I like Dan <clears throat> Margaret. Um, gonna have, gonna have to look because because now I don't know. Anyway, it, it's a uh, he's a ventriloquist and he um, yeah, Anne Margaret. Okay, um, and it's one of those. Is the ventro is the ventriloquist dummy alive and evil, or is he crazy? Kind of movies. Yeah. Oh, so I watched that instead of the last forty minutes. Big <laughs> me goes down. Was it a good movie? No. They're, better they're, they're, than Igby. Uh, just a different kind of bad. Yeah, I, I mean, it had oh. it's uh, it, it had some. Um, no, Burgess Meredith's in it too. It plays the. Um, uh, uh, his uh, his agent. Um, so I was gonna say when you said Burgess Meredith is in it, he plays. Um, and you paused. I was this close to being like, dude, Rocky's trainer, and then I was like, 
he's thinking about the other movie. Shut up, Kelly. Yeah. Because I was like, how do you not know who? Burgess yeah, is? I know who Burgess Meredith, and he's he's great in the movie. The puppet design is is sufficiently creepy. Well, good. Um, good. it's just not particularly great film. Oh well. So. Is the doll creepy at least? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a sufficiently okay. uh, creepy wooden ventriloquist dummy. So yeah. All right. Fun. So if you want to be disappointed again, go ahead and watch. Yeah. Magic. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Well, but we did it. We watched it. We did. I'm glad I finally seen it. And um, there you go. So today's um, episode has come to an end, but the fun does continue. Oh, oh. <laughs> your headphones back on. But the fun continues next month because we have a new theme and it is cars, but not Disney. That's the stipulation. Yeah. <laughs> so, Andrew, what is your mandated movie? Okay. Um, I'm so excited. Uh, we, I mandate that we watch Sorcerer. Okay. Good. Uh, you might, I you need might, more. Yeah, you might think. Okay. I don't know why it's called Sorcerer. I was trying okay. to remember the name of the movie. I'm like, and IMDb, I'm like, so this is one Wizard? you I have not seen this movie. This is a film I've, uh, it's one of those I've, wanted to see it for a long time and just never did the premise of the movie uh, roy scheider's in it um he uh and some others for some reason have to drive a rickety truck full of leaking nitroglycerin through uneven the uneven terrain of a jungle so it's one of those tents we have to move this bomb from point a to point b without blowing up okay uh, it's uh, directed by that's Will, awesome. Will, no, Will, I love William that Friedkin, the guy who did uh, uh, Exorcist. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, live and die in L.A. French Connection, the, the 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 chicken wing one that you watched on movie uh, monthly movie mini Killer the, Joe or something. Killer Joe, yes. I, like, I'm pretty sure he I'm directed like, Joe, that. something Joe. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right because it was someone who. Well, this is very interesting. I love. I, I look forward to watching it. And if you would like to watch it too, check the description to see where it is currently streaming or available to rent. Okay, until then, you can watch Movie Mandates on YouTube and listen to it in podcast form on iTunes. And you know, if you enjoy the show and you want other people to listen to it so that you can talk about it, go ahead and like and comment. And if you're listening on iTunes, rate and review. Much obliged. Thank you so much. So with that, I am Kelly, and you can follow me on Twitter at get Isengard. And I'm Andrew. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew Eisen. And we do hope you enjoyed this episode of Movie Mandates, and we will see you next month with another Mandated Movie. Bye! Bye.